Welcome to Straight and Curly, a podcast for self-improvement junkies. I'm Kelly Exeter. And I'm Carly Jacobs. This is episode 142. Hello and welcome to Straight and Curly. Um, Kelly and I did this thing when we started the episode that we actually haven't done in ages. We were having a conversation and then we just kind of were rolling with it and then we had to stop ourselves and then be like, we need to start recording. <laughs> usually yeah. we jump straight into recording because otherwise we miss really good stuff. And we were just having a conversation about how March was just the longest month that's ever existed. <laughs> and then all these memes were going around on Facebook and Instagram being like, oh, you know, April is really dragging on. We have both collectively decided that April has been the fastest month ever. So uh, it's April, yeah. It's April the 21st today and I have no idea how we're at like what I feel like April just started. Same. Right? I'm just shocked. <laughs> I totally agree. March felt like it went on for a thousand years. But April, I was looking at April going, oh man, this is going to be worse than March. It's flown. Fastest month ever. Anyway, back on topic. How are you today, Kel? Um, yeah, I'm not too bad. Um, I will admit to being a little bit emotionally exhausted because um, up until last week, my kids were holding it together um, emotionally really, really well with regard to the whole staying at home thing. Um, but yeah, in this last week, they've kind of taken a bit of a dive and, you know, like the whole time we've been at home, it, it's been a bit triggering because the busyness is what distracts us from missing Ant mm. and not being busy and being at home and doing everything together just really highlights him not being here. So, and they've just done, so, you know, up until last week, it would be like a month that we were home together and they had done such an amazing job. I was just, I was just in awe of them, to be honest. Um, but yeah, in this last week, like the cracks have, have started to appear a little bit. So like every night at the moment when I'm kind of at my emotion, my emotional low point, I'm having to counsel one or both child <laughs> quite intensively before bedtime. So yeah, I'm a bit shattered, but um, you know what? It just, it just is what it is. And I do just keep kind of highlighting to them how very, very proud I am of them for handling this new challenge <laughs> I just cannot believe that this happened to you a year after losing Ant it's just like it's just the cruelest timing ever like and I and it would be so difficult to keep kids busy enough when they can't see people and I mean if that and that's such a big part of you know your your grieving process and actually being able to recovery is not the right word actually being able to to process all of this and having that taken away is just I just need the universe to cut you some slack Kelly like I'm just <laughs> oh, I wouldn't mind it I mean I do feel grateful that maybe like this didn't happen last year like while, oh, wow. while, we, we, while we were in the middle of all of it that would have that would have been really difficult um but yeah it does feel like we were kind of like they're, they're, the emotional temperature of this house is highly dependent on me and I feel like I had kind of started to emerge from that fog and be a bit more myself, which was helping them a lot, and then bam, like this happened and it's like, okay, no, that's fine. Um, but then, you know, like I just look at the kids and go, look how you're very resilient, aren't you, you know? Yeah. <laughs> We've just been through this like a whole year of this and now here we are again. But, yeah, they've done so well but um, 
the cracks are starting to appear. That said, um, the light is on the horizon. Um, light is on the horizon. Is that right? <laughs> I assume so. The light is it? I don't, it's, I, okay, guys, we, we need to tell you that we are both <laughs> so tired and so shattered right now. We, when we started the phone call, we were just like, how are you? How are you? We're both like, yeah, podcasting. And then we're just like, oh, my God, we're both so tired. The light on the, light on the horizon, is that what you said? Light at the end of the tunnel. What's the? <laughs> I don't even know what I was trying. To, I think I was mixing my met- metaphors, but I do feel. Um, so two week recorded two weeks ago. It was the seventh of April, which so I felt like we recorded last week. That's how fast Same. May has gone. I was like, "There's no April, way that two April. weeks has elapsed since we spoke." Like April um, Kelly, you said that's how April fast May has gone. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, so there, this is where we are, guys. But um. Yeah, so this is, you know, so it's been two weeks and two weeks ago we were very cautiously optimistic because the, you know, the things had turned and now things are still looking good. Except for Tasmania, Tassie's not looking so good this week. Yeah, they just had a bit of a flare-up, which is a a real, um, yeah, not great for Tassie. But even so, it's a... You know, the, their numbers are still very low compared to, say, everywhere mm. else in the world, but high for Australia, you know. So, um, yeah, I feel like there's a little bit of a light at the end of the tunnel at the moment. Um, so that's, Also on the horizon, which is And great. also on the horizon. Light um, everywhere, guys. Just light them up. <laughs> uh, um, anyway, let's, let's <laughs> carry on with the show and we will kick off, as always, with recommendation of the week. So, Carl, your recommendation? So my recommendation of the week is for the low-carb, high-fat eaters out there, Uh, but I have recently discovered microwave pork crackle. Oh, what? Yeah, yeah. So it is like microwave popcorn, Uh, but it's pork crackle. So you put it in the microwave and it is just (laughs) as amazing as it sounds. I would only recommend eating it if you eat keto, though. Otherwise, it's just eating... A bunch of useless fat. And one of my fat, yes. (laughs) One of my mates came to say, like, I'm fat adapted and Ben is fat adapted, so we're quite fine. And we also we're so hardcore on no sugar at the moment that it's like I I ate this tiny little bit of um our friend, he's lovely, buys us uh they're called Justin's peanut butter cups, and you can get them in the US. (laughs) They're fantastic. They're like uh what it what do they call them? Reese's Pieces. Reese's, that yes, Reese's yes, I can't cups. believe I, was, I knew that. That's exactly <laughs> what they're like. In my head I was like, peanut butter cups, the other kind of peanut butter cups. I know they're called peanut butter cups, but they have another name. Thank you, Kelly. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, but they're not. They're kind of, you know, hippie, organic-y, natural ones that aren't really gross. So the Justin's ones, are they're, they're delicious. So he brings them back for us, but they, of course, do have sugar in them. Um, we eat them anyway when he gives them to us, but I hadn't eaten sugar in like a month and I ate one that he brought back and I was like, oh wow. It just like, it, it, I swear it burnt my gums. It was just so, (laughs) anyway, my point is, is that the pork crackle is outstanding. Um, (laughs) it's much better if you are fat adapted because we had a friend who's not fat adapted, who ate way too many of them when he came to visit. And he was just like, I actually think I'm going to die. Like I'm, I'm in so much pain right now. Uh, he got over it in like half an hour but yeah so just just proceed with caution uh if you are on keto though go nuts it is fantastic kelly what's your recommendation of the week i reckon my recommendation of the week is 
something probably a little bit pricey and out of most people's range. But um, Ant had an Apple Watch and has it's been sitting there obviously for well over a year. And, you know, the beauty of being isolation and being on a weekend where you literally have nothing else to do is you get to tackle all these things that you've been meaning to do but just never had the time. So Ant, you know, I've been meaning to switch Ant's Apple Watch over to me, but my sister had his phone. It had to be disconnected from his phone, um, all this stuff. So, so much fun. admin. It is it, so much admin. So finally, um, and, you know, my sister had his phone because it had all his work stuff on it and we were like, we really need to get all his work stuff off his phone um, <laughs> so you're not having to deal with two phones all the time. So we finally sorted that out on the weekend. I got this Apple Watch happening and, of course, like it's giving me gold stars aplenty. I did way too much exercise yesterday just to get the numbers to go up. So it's just it's a bit of a trap, but I'm so in love with it and I can't believe it's taken me this long to do it. Um, They're fantastic. They really are. Ben and I got them, got the the Gen, I think they're called Gen Zero or the, anyway, the original one, the very first one, and we just got addicted with completing our circles every day because they've got. Oh, my got, God, the circles just, like, complete me, you know. I knew you'd be right into it. And <laughs> you also, don't complete circles. They complete you. <laughs> that is so deep, <laughs> Kelly. Um, yeah, no, and that's actually the, the, the circles are what is really helping me now during isolation because I generally complete my circles all the time anyway. It's a little bit harder when you don't have the incidental kind of, you know, going to the shops and walking around yeah. the shops and, you know, there's there's a lot less of your in- incidental movement. So completing our circles every day is keeping us sane and we've been doing that since – so Ben went to Italy in early March. Since he got back, both of us have completed our circles every single day. Nice one. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm now completely addicted to completing my circles and, yeah, it's – um. <laughs> It's just funny how did I addicted tell- I am to watch in like two days. <laughs> <laughs> it's so it's so addictive, just unbelievably. But did I ever tell? I'm not sure if I told this story here on the podcast or if I have before. I think you've heard it before of how I paid for my first Apple Watch. Uh, I, yes, I vaguely remember you saying that. Yes. <laughs> It was oh yes yeah the, the glitter thing the, yeah the, the, the glitter poo pills super yeah. quick story it's just really funny I um found on Etsy these things called glitter poo pills and you ate them and presumably they made your poo glittery and I thought it was really funny and I was experimenting with affiliate links at the time and so I put them on Facebook going haha guys how funny are these and put an affiliate link in there and um, I ended up making a thousand dollars out of that. One one affiliate link, one That's affiliate so link. and it was like a seven dollar product. So a lot of people had to buy it and click on it and share it for me to get that. So yeah, I just always think about that when I think about my Apple Watch. I'm like, oh, glitter poop pills. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. I love it. Um, and now I too will think of glitter poop pills when I look at my Apple Watch. Please um, do. <clears throat> so Carly, random thing of the week. My random thing of the week is just more of a fun fact, but did you know that Donkey Kong, the Nintendo character that's the monkey, he was supposed to be called Monkey Kong, but the M took up too much room on the screen, so they had to change it to Donkey Kong, and that's why it's so confusing that Donkey Kong is actually a monkey and not a donkey, and that's why he's called Donkey Kong. No way. Yeah. I'm going to have to fact check that. Do fact check it. Yeah. (laughs) It's a... But that is... That's... And I actually never thought to question 
Yeah. Why a monkey was Donkey Kong. Yeah. yeah. I, wow. I, I never questioned it either, but then, I don't know, Ben told me like a random fact or something because he knows weird things like that. Um, so, yeah, if it, if it proves to be incorrect, we will be blaming Ben. We'll be, but I'm all, all for these random facts. <laughs> I love them. So, yes, if ever you are lacking a random thing of the week, we want a random fact of the week. I, I will week. absolutely do that. I am, I am full of them. Nice. Um, so not so nice is maybe this week's topic of the week. Well, I don't know. It just is what it is. Look, so it's how to get out of survival mode. Um, and I guess the very first thing we have to do is kind of define survival mode here. This is, uh, I don't know, Western middle class survival mode, not fleeing from your life in a, you know, escaping a violent regime survival mode um we do have to clarify that um and i guess we're going to talk about this topic right now because a lot of people are now in this mode most of the world um and i kind of feel like a little bit of an expert because i spent all of last year in this mode um and survival mode i guess is you know the mode where you've been in a fog and you're kind of just existing day to day um you wake up in the morning, the day stretches ahead of you, holds very little joy, and your sole goal is just to get to the other side of it. That's kind of my definition of it. Would you say that's your definition, Carl, for the purposes of this particular show today? Yeah, absolutely. It's basically, well, for, for the definition that we're working with in this show, it's when all of your basic needs are met uh, because when your basic needs are not met, that is a completely different level of survival mode. The one we're talking about is when your basic needs are met, so shelter and food, you just feel a little bit shit. And it's just like that state of being unable to look further forward than the next 24 hours because that's all the energy you've got that's that's the only energy that you have. I liken it to um, when I'm in survival mode, I find I look forward to going to bed every night. I, I wake up in the morning yeah. and I'm like, <laughs> I, I can't wait for this day to be over and I can hop into bed. That's kind of my marker yes. for being in survival mode. That's very similar to me. I find It's the mode where you're not really looking to the future. It's literally just getting through it. You know, like your goal is to get through the day and then get, just get to bed. And you're so you're so grateful to get to bed every morning and then so every night and then every morning when you wake up, you're like, oh, marathon okay. time. Like, we, yeah, we got to do this again. Um, so, ha- do you have kind of any periods in your life that you look back and you go like that was survival mode I was operating in? Because I do find sometimes. You don't really know that you're yeah. there when you're there. It's only when you look back, you go, all right, yeah, that's where I was at. Definitely, yeah. Uh, a few years ago when Ben's business wasn't doing very well and he wasn't being particularly pleasant to be around because of that and I was working at a school that I didn't really like, which was just heartbreaking because it's literally the only school that I haven't liked. So uh, career-wise, I was unhappy. Ben was unhappy. We were just next level broke. It was really bad. And mm. I was just getting up every day and going through the motions. And And it was at that time that I was working really, really hard to try and get out of teaching. And it was just, yeah, it was just really difficult because, you know, seeing Ben working for himself and that not going very well was yeah. not very inspiring. And then, you know, having to help him through 
his rough time. And so I'd spend every Friday and Saturday night at the bar where my best mate worked at the time. And I'd just get next level plastered and I'd just cry. I would just sit at the end of her bar and just cry. And she was just like, it was horrible. And I'm not a crier. Like that's just not. No, you're not. (laughs) It shocked the hell out of her, but she was just so beautiful. And then, you know, I'd, but I'd stay, I'm, I'm not even much of a partier. Like I, I, I'll sink a couple of drinks and then I'll try to be home by midnight. But I was staying with her until she was closing the bar at 4.30 in the morning and then oh my God. going. It was horrible. I, and then I just felt crap all weekend. So that was my going through the motions time there. Uh, last year I was in survival mode a little bit when I had Harriet. It definitely wasn't postnatal depression and I had a very wonderful first year of parenting. But in the early days of maternity leave, it feels very groundhog day-ish where just every oh, day looks yeah. the same and <laughs> Particularly when she was really little and her sleep patterns hadn't been established, yes. that that is very going through the motions because you just kind of lie there and you don't know if you're going to get an hour of sleep or two hours or three hours or four and then you just end up not sleeping at all because you're just waiting. You, you just, you, your, your body is just waiting to feed your child and that and and I mean I I certainly wasn't sad and it it was you know I was really pleased but it just goes to show though that like yeah the the early days of parenting a baby yeah is is, are so hard you know even without any complications or any problems it's still so hard and it because I I remember the exactly same I didn't have postnatal depression with Jane but um I just so clearly recall walking down the stairs one morning and going, oh, okay, well, here we go again, another day of just what is, you know, just another day. Like, um, And, yeah, so I do really feel like those, and I would feel like a lot of the time new mums feel like they're not allowed to feel like that. Mm. It's supposed to be like this joyful, like a miracle, like it's so great and we don't realise how unsupported we are in those early days in in the way that our family units are set up these days. Mm. Even if you have a lot of support, it's still not a lot of support. But then um, also like I found like because I breastfed Harriet and she was a long leisurely feeder, I would be mm-hmm. feeding her from anywhere from 10 to 12 hours a day. That's how oh long God. she was feeding for. Uh, you, No one can help you with that. No, it's, that's It doesn't right. matter how many people are in your house unless they can – somehow attach the child to your boob in the middle of the night without you waking up they're kind of useless like you know and you've got plenty of time like you know the kids sleeping so you can you know do laundry and stuff but it's just I it was just the the impact on my body that I found very survival modey and I and also I had a lot of pain as well with breastfeeding it worked really well but she'd cry and my body would tense up and I'd be like, oh God, here we go again. Cause it was just so painful. Um, mm. but yeah, so that, that was, that was rough. Um, again though, like I, I had such a beautiful experience as a first time mum, but that did the, the early days felt very, yeah, repetitive. Um, and I'm, I do, I'm in survival mode now. And I mean, I'm, I'm fine, but I'm tired and I'm unsettled and I'm not sleeping well. And my digestion is 
all over the place. And I know that that's stress-related. Whenever I have kind of next-level underlying stress that I can't really do much about, my digestion just goes haywire and I've got heartburn and just like I'm burping a lot out of nowhere. You've said you do that. I do that, yeah. Things get a bit weird. Yeah, definitely. I do think that's most people right now though. Uh, Yes. Yeah. And I guess that's the reason we're doing this podcast is because whether people realize it or not and I think almost like people need to give themselves permission yeah to acknowledge that this is kind of where we're all at right now like how we're the way that we're being asked to live at the moment the anxiety and the fear and the sweating on the numbers and I mean we're in Australia where things are as good as they probably the best in the world maybe other than Taiwan like yeah definitely you know um and you know comparable to New Zealand um so we're in kind of a situation where it's almost as good as it gets and yet it's stressful and ne- yeah and it's the uncertainty it's the un- inability to make any future plans um there's also it- so many levels of things to be worried about it's I yes. think it's for, for most of us if we go through a, a survival mode period, you can pinpoint exactly the one thing that was causing you to be in that survival yeah. mode. Whereas in this one, I'm just kind of like, oh, you know, like right now we're both fine, but what's going to happen to our businesses? What if our parents get sick? What if someone we love dies? What if, yeah. you know, I, we, we've got this amazing cafe in town that we love, you know, and I mean, it, it, that seems it, it's such a small thing to worry about, but we love that cafe. And if this doesn't, if, if it doesn't survive through this, where do we take people for brunch when they come to visit us? When's yeah, the next yeah, time? You know, and you know the people that own that cafe. Yeah. And, and like there's a lot of... um Oh, I can't even think of the word, but um, we're we're feeling other people's anxiety. Absolutely. Like I have friends who, like you know, own hospitality businesses, and like they're getting ready for like things at the earliest to open in September. You know, like, and I just can't even comprehend how like just they're pausing your getting life through and the your day at the moment. And everything you know? just yeah, it's nuts. And even with all the government support, like they're having to do all the admin to get that government support. And, yeah, so I just, yeah, I feel like there's a lot of personal anxiety but there's a lot of um, projected anxiety anxiety as well well. and collective anxiety. So, yeah, so I think probably like that's probably one of the first things maybe we should say is like uh, understand that it's that what everyone is doing right now, even if the situation is as good as it gets, which it is probably for us, it's still really hard. Like mm. we're we're not able to go out and do all the things that we like. You know, like even just my kids, I look at them and go, like they need other people. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, your kids and, are extroverts, yeah. Oh, Jaden's not, but Mia totally mega, and um, and she she's just so confused, and she's actually quite articulate in being. I'm so proud of them in their ability to <clears throat> to say to me. Mummy, I just feel so weird, just Aww, so weird. And I can, Mia in particular, you know, she's seven and she's only just turned seven um, and she's just like, I just don't know why. I, I've got this weird feeling in my tummy mm. and I said, oh, look, I think that's like it's called anxiety and it's because, you know, every, all the things that you are used to being able to do you can't do and you don't know when you're going to be able to do it again and 
you're stuck here with me and Jaden who are not your people like we're your family so we're your people in that regard but in insofar as what she needs from other people (laughs) she can't get it from us like you know so you know it's it's really really difficult so I think acknowledging is a good first step um so and then that's that was an unofficial tip my first official (laughs) tip is um don't try to fight it just and and this is like such a you want to punch people in the face when they tell you this but um if you learn to sit with it like you know probably the biggest breakthrough I personally made on a personal development level was used to be that if it was a bad feeling, I needed to get rid of it and I would do everything I could to get rid of that bad feeling. Bad feelings are bad and must go. And like the day that I learned that it's it's just a bad feeling and it just is what it is. It's not to be gotten rid of. It's not to be fought with. It's just there. Just sit with it. And I've just fought, found that when you sit with those bad feelings, it's very, very uncomfortable at first. Um but they do dissipate much faster when you just don't fight them um, and just acknowledge them and go, well, you know, what can we do? So don't fight your way out of it. Sit with it and just acknowledge like this. It's a very, it is what it is. This is where we're at kind of situation. Um, and that, yes, that's my first tip. <laughs> um, my first tip is, oh, and also Kelly's first tip is fantastic. It is something that I'm still not even close to being able to do. I'm I was, still, I, I was nah. kind of laughing because I was imagining you sitting there going, yeah, that's all well and good, Kelly. Yeah. yeah, I just can't. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm really going to have to deal with that eventually though, but it, I, it's one of the things that's, I'm finding it a lot easier to talk about not being okay with this now because everyone's not okay. We've spoken in the past about how Kelly and I, um, we speak from scars, not wounds. So we're much more likely to bury something and then talk about it in a year's time when we feel better about it. I think you had to deal with that um, when you lost Ant though because you you hopped back onto the podcast and wrote lots of really lovely posts and shared lots of things that you were feeling, which was just so unbelievably generous. But also it, it's the type of thing that if you want to talk about it, you can't, it's important to talk about it at the time. And I think that you did realize that in the stuff that you were sharing. And I'm feeling a lot better about sharing how I'm not coping very well with this because ev- like it's everyone and yes. ev- like we're all in this together. Like what is that song from? <laughs> Oh, I think it's actually from an ad. Is it? Oh, <laughs> no. The superannuation ad. No, it's not. It's originally from oh, oh, no, uh, no, High no, School yeah, Musical. It is a song. It's a song. Yeah, yeah. sorry. Oh, man. Now uh, I'm quoting freaking teenage movies from the noughties. <laughs> anyway, my first tip, if uh, you're like me and uh, ignoring Kelly's first tip, <laughs> don't rush it. So do the absolute bare minimum of what needs doing and don't try to come out of it before you're ready you will know when you're ready. So think about the past times that you've been in survival mode. You don't actually really get to choose when you come out of it. You just work on your healthy habits and you put one foot in front of the other and you keep yourself in the healthiest limbo state that you can until you're ready. But don't try to force it when you're not ready because they'll just send you straight back into survival mode and then, you know, it'll just be this loop. So just let yourself take your time. Yeah, it's never like a light, clear line in the sand that you jump over and go, no. there I was in survival mode and now I'm not. It's always kind of like you kind of it's get maybe weeks or months down the track and then you go, huh, mm. oh, I'm not, I feel, yeah, I feel more myself now or I, f- I can see that I'm 
past that, but it's not like a switch that you mm. go, all right, well, now I'm not, you know, I'm not in that mode anymore. So, yeah, don't, as you said, don't try to force yourself to get there or hurry it up. Just, just, just keep doing the days. Um, so my second tip is to be kind to yourself. Uh, I know, again, it's very trite to say literally getting through the day is a huge achievement. So literally getting yourself to the point where like you crawl into bed and go, oh, how good's bed? Um, that's, that's an achievement. But, you know, I, I'm being very tempted to get a bit down on myself when I get grumpy with the kids in this mode that we're in right now because I... I'm especially a little bit harsh to myself because I'm like, oh, my God, Kelly, they have just had a whole year of this from you. Understandable as it is, they've just got their mum back and now, like, we're back here again. Like, come on. But I just have to keep, like, talking to myself and going, you are just doing the best that you can do with the situation as it is. It's it's not great for the kids but – Again, it is what it is. I just find myself saying to myself over and over again, look, it is what it is. It is what it is. Um, it's, maybe I get that tattooed on my other wrist. How uh, much <laughs> um, your second tip, Carl? My second tip is to try to find some joy in the day, anything at all, calling a friend that makes you feel better, watching a YouTube video that always makes you laugh. I highly recommend uh, Baby Monkey on a Pig. If you have not seen that, Google it. Baby monkey riding a pig video. Every like, if I'm feeling sad, I just watch that video and it just yeah. lights me up inside. Uh, reread. A I have book. a video like that. Just quickly. What's yours? Like, where Where in the world is Matt? Is this like really old? This guy that dances. He like dances in every country. He, like visits all the countries oh, and he dances yeah. and. Like you'll have seen it, but the, it's just the the music to that video. <laughs> just does something to me and I just feel so happy and it's all about the soundtrack because my baby oh, pig riding totally. the monkey it's the song that makes me laugh <laughs> and I mean obviously like everyone wants to see a baby monkey riding backwards <laughs> on a pig because it's the cutest thing in the world but it's just the silly song that goes with it I really think that like viral videos yeah. like that it's all about the audio so yes. that's our little tip to you. Um, so, yeah, so find the joy in in the day wherever you can. And it's at times like this that joy won't find you. So you might have to look a little bit harder for it. Like today, uh, Ben and I found this, like it's a, it's a protein shake, but it's a keto shake. And we got it at Aldi. It's made of butter powder. I know it sounds really strange, but we found. <laughs> oh, so we've had pork rolling in the microwave, and now we've got butter powder. Everyone's coming to your house next week. It's just like I'm making it sound like we're total freak eaters, but we're really not. I just happened to try these two weird things in the last week, and I promise you, I'm eating regular food as well. But this shake, and we, it's actually been in the in the cupboard for like a week, and then we hadn't tried it. And then I was like, oh, do you want to have some of this? this butter shake and Ben we've got this thing because Ben Ben was in Germany and he was walking down the street and this is just to explain this weird moment that we had it's extraordinarily convoluted and this guy Mm. was walking this guy was walking down the street and saw Ben and thought he was Justin Timberlake (laughs) 
Ben does I not mean, look... I can see. I can see. He looks nothing like Justin Timberlake. He looks like Chris Martin from Coldplay. He looks <laughs> oh, nothing. no, sorry. Yes, he yeah, does Chris look Martin. like Chris Martin. Does sorry. not look like Justin Timberlake. But this guy stopped him in the street and went, Justin Timberlake, and pointed at him. And mm-hmm. Ben was just like, did he just call me Justin Timberlake? And whoever he was with was like, he, he totally did. So sometimes just randomly out of nowhere, we'll just Germanize a word the way this guy <laughs> would Germanize Justin Timberlake. Justin Timberlake. So this butter shake we Germanized into Buttershaken. And so <laughs> Ben had this shake and he's shaking it and he did this dance that, and was singing along with it going, Buttershaken, 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 and then the lid flew off. Oh. The shake just went all over the kitchen, all over oh, me, all no. over the floor, all over the books, and we just were laughing so hard. We had tears streaming down our faces and actually Ben recorded the carnage of that. So if <laughs> anyone wants to see the carnage of the Buttershaken moment, just let me know and I'll pop it in the group. So it was like, it, it was just moments like that where we were just thinking we could have been really stressed either, about- It was a way, either laugh or either cry. Exactly. And we, we're trying very hard to laugh instead of cry in situations like that. And to any German people out there, I'm so sorry for butchering your language, but it brings, <laughs> it does, it brings us a lot of joy to- Justin Timberlake and, yeah, anything <laughs> like that. So, yeah, try to just bring some joy to your day in any form that it takes. Uh, beautiful. Um, okay, so my third tip is to communicate where you're at to the people around you where possible. Um, so I'm sharing a house with two children, one who's 11, one is 10 and one is 7, and I've been quite amazed at how, if I just say to them, like I, you know, acknowledge to them, look, guys, I'm so sorry. I, I am super grumpy. Um, and this is why, you know, I, I'm dealing with this pressure, but also the pressure of you guys needing a little bit more for me than I have available to give to you and blah, blah, blah. And I, I just kind of quite openly explained it to them. And, um, it makes a really big difference, but it also helps them communicate better as well. I think what like communication breeds good communication. And like it was quite funny. Poor Mia, she came into the she was in a really crappy mood, which is very unusual for her. She's not normally like that, but she was very sensitive and you know, everything she was just kind of like getting upset at anything that Jaden or I said, even like the most just vanilla things like, you know, oh, Mia, can you put your cup in the sink? And like, she'd just go to pieces. Um, and she walked into my office and I just said to her, what's happening, dude? And she's like, I'm just, I'm just really tired and fragile today, oh, mummy. <laughs> oh, and oh. I was just like, well, and you know, and I think her, and then, you know, I just gave her a really big hug, but just her being able to just say it out loud. And even use the word fragile. It's and just fragile. Like, it, fra- fragile is a bit of a highly high rotation word in our house. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, it sounds like a big word for, for a seven-year-old, but we use it a lot. Um, and, um, yeah, and but, you know, I just think I was just so proud of her for being able to say, look, this is how I'm feeling rather than just flouncing around and breaking things and being angry. Like as soon as she said it, you could feel like the burden just came off her shoulders a bit and I, and I gave her a hug and she felt so much better. So I just think communication is hard, especially when you're tired mm. and especially when you're emotionally tired. But if 
you can find the energy to articulate how you're failing to people and acknowledge that maybe you're not at your best. Um, it, it just frees everybody else up to be a, a, a bit the same. So, yeah, and I know the last thing people probably feel like doing right now is telling other people this is how I feel and why, but I do think it makes a big difference if you have the capacity for it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I do, I do think the why speaks for itself though at the moment. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, you know, a lot of things we think are self-explanatory or people make a lot of assumptions um, and I have found a lot, especially with my kids, where I will make an assumption about that why they're feeling a certain way or why they're acting a certain way And but then when I kind of quiz them, I sometimes, I quite often find it's something completely different and it's something actually quite fixable. Um, so I think, yeah, let, it might be better to, especially with the kids maybe, uh, to not make assumptions and to just ask them straight out and be prepared for what the answer might be is I guess that's the other challenge with communication is quite often we don't ask people what's up because we don't have the energy to deal with Yeah, that's a really good answer. point. Um, and in that situation, like you just, you know, you just do what you can. If you don't have the ability to deal with an answer that you can't deal with, then you can't ask the question. But if you do have that little bit of energy and you have got the capacity, then then do it because it will make things a lot easier. I do have to say I'm quite looking forward to the part of parenting where Harriet can tell me what she wants. Oh, oh <laughs> that was that was like Mia was frustrated for like so long until she could speak. She so she spent the first two years of her life just so angry, <laughs> so angry. Harriet, uh, Harriet's pretty good, but like, yeah, she's going through a low key shrieking phase at the moment, which I can't <laughs> say I'm loving. So, and I read I read this book that suggests uh, redirection. So, if your child is doing something you don't want them to do, like one of my friends, her son has this car, and he was driving it up the wall and it was leaving marks. And so this book would recommend saying, I won't let you drive your car on the wall. Please drive your car on the floor. And like, that's a really easy redirection, but you can't say to a kid, I won't let you shriek. What am I going to do? Clamp my hand over a mouth. So So I had to like make up and it's a really unique problem because she's not a destructive kid. She doesn't really throw things or like none of her acting out behaviors are, you know, particularly, um, you know, fixable in the sense of being able to catch her hand if she's about to hit you yeah, or, or take right. something away from physically her. No, it's just this crazy. shrieking. So I've started saying, <laughs> I've started saying, Harriet, I don't like it when you shriek. If you need to make noise, you can talk or you can sing. So every time she's shrieking, I just end up singing over the top of her and eventually she ends up joining in. And I'm like, I don't know if this is a good idea. Is this, is this, is <laughs> yeah, this what, good, am I, what, what am I doing? What, what standard am I setting here? Am I, is, this, is this me for the rest of my life? <laughs> and then when she just sings constantly, I'm going to be like, Harriet, I don't like it when you sing. Can we just try being quiet? <laughs> Oh, my God. Uh, so just, yeah, the thought of actually being able to ask her what she wants or her be able to tell me something is, you know, quite exciting. Although I'm loving having an 18-month-old. She's hilarious. Um, so my tip number three is to cover the basics. So career amplification, personal development, learning a new language, put it all on the back burner. <laughs> you need to eat well, exercise and love your people as much as you can. Everything else can wait. So at the beginning of the whole lockdown thing, and I do know like everyone's lockdown is 
very different. I know that there are a lot of people out there who do have quite a lot of time. And if you do have quite a lot of time and you have the means to learn something new, absolutely do it. I know that there's been, I've had a lot, a lot more people signing up for Crochet Coach, which is fantastic. A lot of people are taking up hobbies like that. Apparently puzzle stores are just selling out of yeah. puzzles left, right and center. <laughs> All of that is fantastic. I'm not saying don't do any of that. What I'm saying is don't feel pressured to do any of it. And there are a lot of people that are looking at, uh, you know, COVID-19 isolation as this opportunity to just really knuckle down on some hardcore self-improvement. And I tell you what, that is very me. At the beginning of this, I yeah. was like, that's that's absolutely my response to things like this. Like, oh my God, this is going to be three months of, you know, no temptations, no dinners out, no parties, no weddings. Oh, I'm going to just shred. Like, nah, <laughs> none of this, none of that. Just getting up in the morning, going for a walk, loving my people, eating a green thing. That's all I need to do right now. I do not need to come out of this looking like Jessica Alba. That's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I give you permission to not do that too. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then my fourth and final tip is when the time is right, and I guess this is I'm speaking from the experience of last year, which was, you know, a very long, hard slog of because what I guess the other thing that everybody's doing at the moment is it's pretty much being forced to do is live in the moment. We can't really make plans for the future because we were well, the immediate future because we don't really know when things, when we're going to be able to do things again. So all the things, you know, can't plan a holiday, you can't plan a party, you can't plan a wedding, I mean, you know, things like that you can't do. And so, so then you, because you can't look to the future, you're forced into the moment and living in the moment has its moments. But I, I, um, <laughs> I, I find it really episode, Kelly. <laughs> living living in the moment as it's moments. As it's moments. <laughs> but it's I kind of find not overrated. It's not overrated, but I if it's not your natural state, it's very hard to do. And it's not most people's natural state to live in the no, moment. And mine. most of us are being forced to do that right now. So when you do get the chance to to put something in place that anchors you to the future that that will be helpful. So any if there's anything that you can do at all right now to look to the future and make some kind of plan, do that because it will just make you feel like you're moving forward because I think a lot of people at the moment just feel like they're stuck they're moving on, yeah, they're moving a lot and they're doing a lot but they're on the spot and that I guess just does people's heads in, especially anyone who listens to our podcast, it will do your head in. So if there's any tiny step forward that you can make, not right now, but just when the time is right, um, do it for yourself and it will just, yeah, it will just free you up a little bit. It will get you out of that moment because you, you're just feeling so stuck right now. So my fourth and final tip is to keep an eye out for the light uh, at the end of the tunnel or on the horizon, whichever light floats your boat because yeah. um, <laughs> you never really know how long you're going to be in survival mode for. So just keep an eye out for doors that are opening. It can be really easy to get tunnel vision when you're in survival mode. So just pause and look up when you can. I don't necessarily think that everyone's mode of survival mode is going to last for the entire time we're in isolation or the entire time that we're in lockdown or the entire time that the virus is live in the world. Some people may be moving out of survival mode now and other people, it might take years for them to get out of survival mode because of this, but just keep an eye out for the doors that are unlocked and just keep trying them to see if you can get a good exit. 
Um, yeah, so we'll move on to kicked our ass this week. Um, Kelly and I have the same kicked our ass this week. We are both Maybe in the si- same cycle or something. Oh. Are you infecting me with something? Because I am not liking it. It's horrible. We're both having really bad sleep issues. So my particular issue is that I can't get to sleep. It's taking me hours and hours. So I'll often go to bed at like 9.30 and I'm still not asleep at midnight and that's not like me at all. Oh, it's like I'm usually rubbish. a champion sleeper, but I'm. this is very typical of me. Whenever I'm very anxious, I'm very bad at sleeping. Um, once I'm asleep, I'm fine. It's just getting to sleep that's the issue. And, um, yeah, and then I'm just tired during the day and it's just it's oh, absolutely it's just, And it just perpetuates yeah. because and then it makes you – I'm, I'm now at the point where <clears throat> instead of – Looking forward to going to bed, like I now have anxiety around going to bed yes, because me too. I'm anxious about is this am I gonna have am I gonna fall asleep because I, I'm having the same problem as the falling asleep bit. Um, and um, yeah, it's uh, yeah I had a lot of pharmaceutical help last year falling asleep, and I had a select like I had things on rotation because I was so paranoid about getting. Um, addicted to anything and dependent on something to get me to sleep Um, and I'm trying to not use them as much but I'm finding I'm having to and honestly mate like it's I don't know if if you're going to use sleep help a little bit longer than you thought you needed to this is the circumstances under which to do it it just like yeah I just got into my head that like I was gonna get you know, get to the point where I could get to sleep myself and not need any help. And so I think that, yeah, I've just, there's too much going on there and I need to just give myself a little bit of leave pass until Mm. this current thing is over or it's just at least under control and move on. But in the meantime, I'm like you, I'm so... It, the the debt is building up. Yeah, um, same. And I was like, it's really hard to say this without sounding super conceited, but like a month ago, my skin looked amazing. I don't know <laughs> what I was doing, but it looked outstanding. And now I just look like this, this weathered kind of banshee woman with like droopy eyes. I'm just like, where? Where did my youth go? My beautiful, <laughs> sparkling skin I had a month ago. I just, I just, I looked at myself in the mirror the other day and it was like, you look like hell. You look terrible. Like it was no, just- isn't that the worst? It just made you feel so much worse than what you actually are. And oh, and, and again, it's just a cycle that it is itself. Yeah. But then I'm also just like, you know, I'm not getting any younger. My skin's not bouncing back as well as it used to. Am I just like permanent purple smears under my eyes woman now? Um, (laughs) Yes. And uh, so moving on to kicked ass. So this one is a hard one for me to say because, and I mentioned this earlier in this episode, is that there's a lot of stuff floating around the internet. Um, dripping with toxic positivity uh, and I'm trying very hard to not spread the message of needing to be productive or to achieve something during corona crisis but my kicked ass is that I'm really happy that I've been keeping up with my good eating and my exercising and staying on track with my health goals I've been walking every single day without fail and keeping up with my intermittent fasting most of the time so I'm happy I've been able to stay on top of this I don't know if that's going to be helpful to anyone or not helpful to anyone, but it is the thing that I'm happy for. Oh, so this I'm is not about it. being helpful. Kick task is just about <laughs> giving ourselves credit yeah. where credit is due because we seldom don't we seldom do that and yeah. encouraging people also to just acknowledge themselves. What did I kick ass at? That is what week? I kicked ass at. 
Um, and then once again, my kicked ass has absolutely nothing to do with me, although I have done my bit. Um, is because so we're recording this on the April the 21st, and I mentioned at the top of the show that the last time I recorded was April the 7th, which was technically two weeks ago, but feels like last week. So time to time walks. I just don't even know what's, I'm so sure we, I cannot believe two weeks has elapsed since we last recorded. But um, yeah, at that point, we looked like we'd kind of seriously arrested the spread of COVID in Australia, but we weren't celebrating yet. Um, We're probably at the point now where we can cautiously celebrate. Like there was, there were seven new cases in all of Australia yesterday. I think we're back up to now more in the 20s. So I think seven yesterday was a bit of a bit of a weird one um i think that was like there was a, there was a little bit of a rise Easter Easter. Dip or something yeah i think yeah Easter, a lot of there were quite a few people that were being a bit naughty oh my god i saw on the news the other day sorry to interrupt but this just made me <laughs> laugh so hard they were um on a, this was on our local news so it's like based in albury um and they went through all of these people that got arrested so there were these people that got arrested there were five teenagers drinking in a car and they all got fines then there was a family that had a party in their front yard and they got a fine then Uh. there was this one guy who breached the restrictions five times in one hour in one hour but they never said what he did and i and i was like what did he do five times in an hour and also i don't know how you break social distancing laws on your own he was the single guy. I am so fascinated. If anyone has any information about this guy who breached the rules five times in one hour and somehow managed to break social isolation laws without including anybody else in it, I'd love to know how that was achieved. That's a top effort, and that's also a very expensive hour. Far oh, out. absolutely, yeah. Um, yeah, so, okay. all right, that's time to wrap up. So I realise I interrupted your last point, but were you no, done with your last right. point? No, that's all right. I was just patting my back on something, my patting my own back for something that all, all of Australia has done again. So, yes, interrupted away. <laughs> so that's just about time to wrap it up. Don't forget we do have a Patreon page which keeps straight and curly in your ears and covers our production costs. If you love listening to the show and you want to support it, just visit patreon.com forward slash straight and curly. You can follow us on Instagram at Smaggle and at Kelly Exeter. And please don't forget to leave us a review. It helps other people find us. And we are so, so close to hitting 200 reviews. And I would really like that to happen. We're only six away. So only six of you need to do it. But also just do it anyway, because yay. Yeah, that's right. Just give us reviews. Doesn't matter if we're near a milestone. (laughs) Um, And finally, jump into the Facebook group and share your thoughts about this week's show. We want to hear, do you feel like you're in survival mode right now? Um, Did you only just realize that you're in survival mode after listening to this show? Um, Tell us how you're going and um, yeah, keep the conversation going in the group. See you there. Thank you so much for listening to Straight and Curly. This week's show notes and links will be available at straightandcurly.com. And if you have any questions or weird self-improvement hacks you want us to trial, you can tweet us at Kelly Exeter or at Smaggle, or you can email us at hello at straightandcurly.com. Mom.